When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, 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 it's Michael McMillan, one of the hosts of the show. Yes, I'm interrupting before the show even begins. But guess why? Because we've got brand new t-shirts and merch over at our Public store. Uh, you'll find a link to it in this episode's show notes. That's the thing that you see when you tap on the episode and you scroll down. You're like, oh, that's what this episode was about. It'll also be in our bio on our Instagram page. But enough of how you get there. What is it? It's a brand new, super cute Bigfoot portal design by our friends over at the Little Friends of Printmaking. There's a couple variations of the design. You can get it on mugs. You can get it on shirts. You can get it a few different ways. It's pretty great. Just like Bigfoot. It comes in all all shapes and sizes. Um, all right, so head over to TeePublic, Bigfoot Collectors Club, check out the new merch and shirts, enjoy it, and enjoy today's episode. Bye-bye! It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. Wait a minute, bitch. It's another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club. The host... All right, everybody. Were you just jumping Listen, right in? I had an emotional <laughs> fucking weekend. It wow. started with Avengers Endgame and ended with last night's episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm a little thrown. I'm okay. trying to keep it together. I'm not going to say anything because not everyone in this room has seen any of it. Some Bryce, you've seen Game of Thrones. Yep. Riley, you've seen Endgame. And today's guest hasn't seen either and doesn't no. care. Awesome. You win. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me, always, is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray. And today, the stories of high strangeness come from you, the listener, and to help us get into our weird mailbag is returning guest. You know her from... A Funny Feeling Podcast. Oh, yeah. She's a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everyone, please welcome back to the show, Marcy Jobber. Yay! Yay! Hi, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Now, you guys get a lot of listener uh, stories on your show. Every episode, you guys do a listener story. We have so many. We have a big backlog, too. Yeah. If you need need any more, we can throw a few your way. No, I got, like, truly, like... It's like when your Gmail just stops telling you how many you have. Like, oh, it's right. like over a hundred. Who cares? That's wild. Um, but like, I feel such guilt because I'm like, I want to get to them, and I won't let myself read them until we're doing it on air, which is a huge mistake. Yeah, <laughs> because we definitely have sat through like insanity, <laughs> uh, where I'm like, what is this? Well, we're still remedial. We're reading out That's most great. of our emails and I, God bless our listeners. Thank you so so many great stories. 
Also, just a note, just a tiny, tiny note. <laughs> You're oh, not going to follow snap. it. Grammar helps. Oh, that you cap know. using punctuation and capitalizing things help. Otherwise, Grammar I'm going to do. Listen. <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to do it for you at you know early in the morning or late at night, and you may not be happy with the results, guys. Mm. Or let's see, you should do it like the um, God. What was it? The you know the disappointed, <laughs> or like some script coordinator just like what is that? What is it? It's, it's um, it's not Beastmaster or who is it? Um, what, oh, what what show is it? Man, I should know this. Beastmaster. You've not seen this like video? I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna go crazy because yeah. I don't know who it is. I I want to say his name is Kevin. Uh, I have no idea who what plays, you're talking about. Okay, it's a television oh, oh, show. Oh, you're oh, talking Kevin about Hercules. Sorbo. Yes, Kevin okay. Sorbo. Woo. Hercules. Kevin? Okay. Uh, there is a line reading where he just screams the word disappointed. Oh, no And way. it's very clear that a script coordinator just left in a reader, which for you non-actor folks, a reader just means it's like a, a way the writer tells a person, like, "Oh, there's a there's a uh, an emotion shift here." Right. So this is the emotion that you're shifting to. Oh, that's but he funny. just screams the word "disappointed." <laughs> oh, it's a stage direction. Yes. Okay. Here we go. I tested for a pilot on a Kevin Sorbo show, <laughs> and I was nervous for some reason because it was I don't know why. Because Kevin, Kevin Sorbo's Sorbo your show. goddamn Sorbo. hero. Yeah, that's why. Like, Dude, it's fucking Sorbo. And in the middle of it, I, I saw this spittle go out of my mouth and land right on his face. And I was like, well, that's it. Also, <laughs> a sign it, of a yeah. good actor. It's a <laughs> sign of a good actor to spit on someone. Right, oh, totally. Man, I, I went to high school with this kid who, every time he performed <laughs> Shakespeare, it would just be like a shower of oh. spit. And we would just sit and watch. You know, we would like call him Shamu because everyone in the front row <laughs> splash would zone, get right. in the splash zone. Oh, He's a good actor. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's the Hercules disappointed <laughs> clip. Oh, wow. Oh, God. This isn't my world. It's awesome. <laughs> that was rad. It's very clear. That was good. Also, I think on it's always I was moved by that. It's always funny. Uh, it's always funny. It's always sunny, uh, guys. I just woke up. I'm apologizing. Go uh, for it. Uh, it's and it's always sunny. Sometimes they will do the. They'll just act the readers, or they'll act a typo. Like they'll say a word wrong right. on purpose. Um, just to like fuck with the. That's great. <laughs> Amazing. All right, well, I'm going to put that in the show notes, along with <laughs> the next thing that we're about to talk about. That's right. Before we get into the mailbag, it's time for some... Bicycle Wow. God. <laughs> she almost Coming in hot. <laughs> Literally ears Woo. bleeding. Bleeding ears. Wow. <laughs> I almost <laughs> ran out the room. Oh. Did you? <laughs> Riley saw me. I panicked. <laughs> I saw I was scared. I was worried for you. I don't I know pl- why your guys' conception of British is just shouting. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to top it I every time get level. a little weirder. Basically, say nose. I know. Okay, I have a feeling I know what you're going to read. This is from the Washington Post. I was going to bring that in. Well, guess what? We got it sent in by multiple friends and family members. Yeah. Um, This is a headline that reads, How Angry Pilots Got the Navy to Stop 
dismissing UFO sightings. Yep. Ooh, I saw this headline. Yeah, yeah, this is Almost from April 25th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to hear it now. I'm excited. A recent uptick in sightings of identified flying objects, or as the military calls them, UAPs, That's unexplained right. aerial phenomena, prompted the Navy to draft formal procedures for pilots to document encounters, a corrective measure that former officials say is long overdue. As first reported by Politico, these intrusions have been happening on a regular basis since 2014. We all know it's been a little earlier than that. Uh, Recently, unidentified aircraft have entered military-designated airspace as often as multiple times per month. Multiple times, right. Joseph Grasher. <laughs> at least twice at a month. Spokesman for Office of the Deputy you, Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare told the Washington Post on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Bryce, I feel like you really want to read this story, so start oh, at okay. the top of that there. Go, go, <laughs> Is go Information down. Warfare sure. uh, the long-term, yeah. the long uh, form name of InfoWars? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Okay. Yeah, it's just Information Warfare is just what you get when you text with Alex Jones. Gotcha. <laughs> Citing safety and security concerns, Gratisher vowed to investigate each and every report. He said, we want to get to the bottom of this. We need to determine who's doing it, where is it coming from, and what their intent is. We need to try to find ways to prevent it from happening again. Good luck. Also, whoever's been eating my probiotic yogurt (laughs) in the rec room every day. Because I put my name on it in the fridge, (laughs) and somebody's fucking doing it. If your name's not on it, it's not yours. And any food left over the weekend's going to get thrown out. Louis Elizondo, a former uh, senior intelligence officer, told the Post that the new Navy guidelines formalize the reporting process, facilitating data-driven blah, 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 blah. Single greatest decision the Navy has made in decades. Uh, but Chris Mellon, both who now work for Tom DeLonge's eight, uh, To the Stars Academy, says, I don't believe in safety through ignorance, he said, scolding the intelligence community for a lack of curiosity and courage, and a failure to react to a strong pattern of sightings. In some cases, pilots, many of whom are engineers and academy graduates, claim to observe small spherical objects flying in formation. Others say they've seen the white tic-tac-shaped vehicles. Aside from drones, all engines rely on burning fuel to generate power. Not these. But these vehicles had no air intake, no wind, and no exhaust. Uh, It's very mysterious, and they still seem to exceed our aircraft in speed, he said, calling it a truly radical technology. Fast forwarding to the end. Uh, You're bu- really bu- committing bu- to this bu- bit. Bu- I appreciate it. If I, oh, yeah. He so Alizondo says, says uh, <laughs> if I came to you and said, there are these things that can fly over our country with impunity, defying the laws of physics, and within moments could deploy a nuclear device at will, psh, trying to scare everybody, that would be a matter of national security, Elizondo said. With the number of U.S. military personnel in the Air Force and Navy who described the same observations, the noise level could not be ignored. This type of activity is very alarming, Elizondo said, and people are recognizing there are things in our aerospace that lie beyond our understanding. Yeah, they're going to get to the bottom of it. I mean, if they haven't in 15 years, they can just fuck right off, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like... Right, like we live in a post nine eleven world. If they mm-hmm. have any information on it at all, like they're gonna do, they they could sp- send so much money towards it. Like after the Patriot Act, like they could truly divert so many funds to figure it out. They don't know shit. They no, don't know I, anything. I, I would agree with you, and I think that that's the whole point. The airline, the airline pilots, the naval pilots are going. Hey, we're up there flying around with these things, and they for years have not 
felt comfortable reporting because if you reported it, it could... Could mend your wings. Well, yeah, it could really block your progress in your career. So, but I think, you know, this article's talking about, like, enough's enough. We've got to, yeah. like, figure out a way to catalog and report these um, things that were flying around multiple times a multiple month. Multiple times a month. I was shocked by that. I mean, that, and that's like, and, and there's like an uptick in activity since 2014, they basically said. Right. And especially around, like, military... Uh, uh, bases and stuff like that, which is not uncommon in UFO lore, but it's like, wow, it's like at least, you know, it, that's an amazing. Well, to me, it just feels like the government sort of has an idea and has had an idea for a long time what that is. Hmm. They're not going to investigate it further because they're like, it's a whole can of worms that we can't really like. I think or, you're exactly right. Or they know more or they know a ton more and they're like, we don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, if they're not going to investigate Russian hacking on our right. <laughs> informational systems, they're not going to investigate UFOs. Yeah. Well, so, strange. Yeah, I know. It's weird. So I wonder why, like, this is really in the zeitgeist right now. Like, these, like, craft that to me almost feel like they're unmanned craft, mm-hmm. these UAPs, mm-hmm. as they're calling them. But we're still not getting a lot of, like, new at least not in the mainstream like Contact UFO yeah UFO abduction stories yeah that uh, was so big in the 90s and kind of I feel like we're in a moment where all that stuff the X-Files kind of stuff is coming back I mean look at us we both have podcasts about this yeah. shit yeah. we're yeah, rad yeah, yeah, yeah. so but why aren't we hearing like where are like the it's dateline good, specials that are about UFO abductions like it's they a used good to question. have is it because alien technology is advanced they don't need to probe no, I don't know. I think they're it's... like we get it. We understand. <laughs> we probed enough. Guys, we know it's up the butt. You guys have disgusting things in your in your Frankly, anal cavities. Don't, it's no, all we're poo-poo. done with that. Yeah. It is all poo poo up there, and we're not learning anything about your poo poo except for that you eat terribly. <laughs> like we get it. We, we just get it. we weren't sure. We thought it was an anomaly, but Taco Bell has ruined all your rectums. Yeah, yeah. we're not doing that anymore. No, we're uh, not opening any Taco Bells on Zeta Reticuli. Thank you very much <laughs> i don't know we'd have to check like south america and uh yeah. places like brazil that have had uh, a pretty steady stream of like contactee experience now, i that is a thing that in general i've heard because i listen to a lot of other podcasts where like they like i think a certain generation of like ufo enthusiasts are feeling like the younger generation is not as into it and is it because mm. they're not having the same experiences with abductions or is it because like there's less uh, well that's the same thing but but you know like is is it less abductions less experience or or are the aliens better at or whatever is happening they're better at making people forget that it's happening well, that's an interesting question i i, I think I think what you're saying is exactly right. Part of the big lore that dropped this thing on the scene, um, especially in the late 40s, was that it, it not only were there sightings, but it came with like a, a mass of like actual these crazy contactee experiences yeah. where, where things came out of crafts and like multiple witnesses saw them. They did weird things. They wore weird, thi- yeah. wore weird things and, you know, shit went down. And now it seems to be mostly now just like, you know, people capturing kind of like these spherical orb lights on their you not know. not just to sound i mean i'm not not to sound like an old man sitting on his porch but <laughs> you damn <laughs> masturbating kids are in public right. um, <laughs> but uh do you think that part of it is that like honestly like the whole youtube generation phone generation like people can go so far up their own asses with their own interests because you hear like okay if that's the case marcy like you're saying that 
kids today aren't that interested in like contactee stuff or whatever, they sure as fuck seem to be finding like uh, flat earth theories and getting into like yeah. really dumb, bad disinformation. Wow. Um, all all the, on YouTube. Are the kids into that? Some of them, not 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 all the kids. Because I watched that doc, and it didn't seem like a lot of youthful people. I'm saying maybe maybe they're just like getting in. They're fine. They're going down other rabbit holes on Reddit and YouTube, and Mm -hmm. not really paying attention to this stuff. They're doing all sorts of challenges where they just wiggle their fingers different people. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, you had two choices: you could either you know watch just the ten of us. Or you could get into aliens, and I did both. Yeah, I right. Third, incorrect. <laughs> you had more options, Michael. I don't know. You could have played a sport. Oh, that was off the that table for sure. <laughs> for sure, could have made some friends. I, 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 did okay. I did okay with that, but uh, yeah, t-ball. I ended. I ended with t-ball. I played one season of soccer, and. Uh, I had enough of a of a bearded man yelling at me at home. I didn't feel like doing that as a recreational pastime. Okay, let's get into this mailbag, guys. I shut that down. Childhood memories came up. Michael's uh-huh. moving on. Uh-huh. Got therapy scheduled for tomorrow. Okay, um, Bryce, would you like to kick us off? Sure. This is from Uni. Hi, guys. Found this podcast via Crazy X, and I'm so grateful for weird and wonderful stories for my daily commute. I'd like to share a story that happened to my niece a couple of years ago. She's a poor student living in a different town from her family and didn't know anyone there. She wasn't feeling well and went to the store to get painkillers or a tub of ice cream to feel better. She was staring into the freezer when a strange lady came up to her and said, Don't be scared, but there's an old man next to you. He told me, you need help and want me to get painkillers for you. My niece went, huh? He yeah. also told me that you're watching too many flat earth videos <laughs> and you should get into reruns of just the 10 of us. And you kids don't respect your elders. <laughs> yes. Is your granddad's name Justine? Leaving it in for you to try and pronounce a Norwegian name. Oh, okay. It's uh, probably Jostein. 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 After my niece confirmed this, the lady, Riley liked it, After my niece confirmed this, the lady asked my niece to get the ice cream and took her to the counter and paid for her painkillers, and she's never seen her since. But my dad, Jostin, did show himself earlier as well. He passed away two years before my mom, and while sitting next to her at the hospital, she off her head with... She was off her head. She was out of her her head. With palliative care. I heard her say... Stop nagging, Justin. I'll be there shortly. Not now. Stop nagging. So I told her, go see Dad. We'll be fine. Not how I want my final moment. Right, right. <laughs> Let me die in peace, Justin. It's my turn no. now. Why wouldn't you come with me right now? Get out of my tunnel of light. This I, is mine. I don't want your card. <laughs> well, we just lost both Norwegian listeners. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, they love it. Our bad. Our bad. Someone uh, paid attention to them, finally. <laughs> Later that evening, she was heard saying, I'll be there soon. Have some patience. And she get passed off away. my dick, Justine. <laughs> it's been two years. I need to get on my dick. Let's go. You're always running behind. <laughs> oh. And she passed away the next morning. I'll save you from having to pronounce her name. Anyway, thanks for the laughs and weird stories. Wild. 
Yeah, wild. that is pretty well. That was cool. What kind of painkillers was that kid getting? I, I, I feel like this is a menstrual cramp story. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> of the ice cream. Yeah, ice cream and painkillers. That's she's having menstrual cramps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Mystery yeah, yeah. deduced. You got it. She's, oh. she's and some woman was like, "I'm gonna." Maybe that person. Well, they probably saw Justine, uh, or they were like, "Ugh, bloat it, tender tits." I know what's going on with this girl. <laughs> Yep. I see you but walking she... in with those tender little tits, and I know what's going on, honey. You're getting some cramps, aren't you? <laughs> this episode's called Tender Tits. Tender Tits. Oh, little baby nice. tender tits. I like that, like, Yostein's, like, hanging, go, just running errands with his granddaughter. He's yeah, like, oh, nice. she is fertile. Oh, no. She's riding the crimson wave. Oh, my God. That's a cool That's story. Yeah. Um, Marcy, do you want me to go for next, or would you like to read one? I know how to read. I'll okay, do it. Go for um, it. Let me see how long it is. Great. Okay. Um, do I say who it's from? Yeah. From Lainey. Hey, guys. I'm such a huge fan of your show and a Patreon supporter. Oh, Yay, thank, thank you, Lainey. Lainey. Please keep up the good work. Thank uh, you for supporting the show. And uh-oh. we will. Or it sound like a threat. If we don't, she's out. <laughs> well, that explains. true. Point. That's the way the exchange works. Um, I learned about your show when you did the crossover episode with a funny feeling podcast. Oh, oh yeah. surprise, lady. Oh. Dang. And then binge listen to everything to get caught up. I have a glitch in the matrix or time space continuum malfunction story to share. Love those. My dad grew up in New Orleans, and he had a favorite neighborhood bar at the edge of the French Quarter that he liked to hang out at. I mean, he spent a lot of time there, not necessarily getting drunk, but it was kind of the place where all the neighbors and friends would meet just to hang out, play board games, listen to music, and eat bad pub food, etc. That's good, because I thought she was going to say, not necessarily to get drunk, but just to sit there alone for hours on end. Sad, sad, sad. (laughs) Um, When I was a young lady, I would go there with him sometimes. At some point in the early 90s, the bar closed down. From that point forward, the building had those ubiquitous ubiquitous yes. uh, shutters that are in New Orleans closed up and locked it tight. Those are hurricane shutters, guys. Um, I know, because I'm, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> um, about five years ago, I was visiting the city with my husband, and we happened to walk down the street the bar had been located on. I was so pleasantly surprised to see that it had reopened. Same business name, same sign out front. In fact, it looked exactly like it always had, like no time had passed. We went inside, had a drink, and I shared many memories with my husband about the time I'd spent there with my dad. The bartender was super friendly, and the place was packed. I even took a few photos of us. I called my dad to tell him about it. He had no idea it had reopened, and we made plans to have him meet us there the following day. After one drink, my boyfriend and I moved on down the street with the jazz music in the air, calling us like the Pied Piper to continue our bar crawl. Well put. My God, Blaney, I love this poetry. Um, The following day, when we arrived with my dad to the spot, the bar wasn't there. Literally, it was boarded up and abandoned, looking like it had been for years. We asked around at various shops nearby, and no one knew what we were talking about. For a brief moment, I thought maybe it had been a pop-up situation or just a night or something, but a quick Google search provided fruitless. If it wasn't for the photos we had taken, I would have thought myself insane. Whoa! But there it was in front of in all of its wait. But there it was in all of its former glory in the photos. We were there. We had a drink. We had proof. (laughs) 
To this day, I have no explanation for this. I personally believe that New Orleans is just one of those special places here on Earth where high strangeness happens on on the regular. Yeah. On the regs, yeah. Where the veil between dimensions is thinner. And every time I walk those streets, I feel it. It's so palpable. Quite possibly, the energies slash entities or what have you feed on the drunken debauchery, poverty, horrendous suffering of slavery, hurricanes, and the raging Mississippi. Some archon shit. My dad has since passed away, and a part of me smiles at the thought that he's hanging out in that bar on the other side. Sending you guys all the love from from, uh, uh, Boston, from Austin, Texas. Your show really makes my day. Thanks, best Holly. Oh, wait, that's from Laney. That's from Laney. Oh, sorry. That might be a typo. Awesome. I had to cut and paste some stuff for you okay. guys. So that from, was from Laney, then. <laughs> awesome. Jesus. That's a trip. <laughs> God. That was that a making wild. me look stupid. Sorry, sorry. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That holographic that, that didn't come with the pictures, did it? No, it didn't. I double-checked. Laney, Laney, if you have those photos, send them to us. Oh. We'll put them up on our Instagram Laney. for sure. That's if you're okay with that, we'll so post it on crazy. Our Instagram. I mean, I would like have to like check myself into a mental facility if that happened to me because that's like that's fucking crazy. Except I mean, it's not. They right. were there. They was on the photos. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like to experience something like that must have like kind of shattered your. But I could easely explain it away as being like, oh, I guess we were drunk and we went to a bar next to it. That's what I was thinking. Like that, that's so? that's what I w- could explain it to myself as I don't disbelieve yeah, but her. She's, but I think she's, she's saying she's... that uh, this is a bar that she had frequented in the and past has and has photos of it. Right, right, right. But I'm still saying I would. Right, I could be right. like, oh, maybe I just went in next door and there's like a similar well, style. Well, next right. time you go to that's a bar that crazy. was closed in the '90s, you got to look out for them jam pants <laughs> because the jam pants are going to let you know. Are people well in New Orleans? I feel like people would have been wearing some. Uh, let's see, Gap was really popular in the nineties. Okay. Um, just some people like would high have, mom. No, Gap people jeans. would have dressed exactly like they do today. That's what the problem is. Yeah. It would look just you like it's know. all been recycled. You know, it reminds me of that. Uh, there's a there's a famous UFO story of uh, you know I, I think it took place around Crystal Lake. And uh, you know this mother and her son. Where Jason was yeah. killed? Are you just uh, no, going to tell a story no, about Chris, no. the movie Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> no, we're girl. And this or... mother and her son, they see this white light uh, sort of descend over the trees, and they drive in. They want to get a, a snack, and you know, so they drive into what they think is this diner, and they literally drive in, and they go in, and they order some, you know, a milkshake or whatever it is. And it's like an odd place. It's like kind of they're like, oh, I didn't know there was like a 50s hop, you know, kind of diner style. And as they drive out, they sort of look back and they recognize it as the craft that they saw. <gasps> and it takes off. Ew. It's, it, <laughs> I know, but it's like. Wait, that's the awesomest UFO story ever. It flew down. Was a diner. It was yes. the fifth diner. Yes. And then they were like, they, "Sweet, we're out." Yes, no, they, they <laughs> we went made in. our tips for the day. <laughs> I know, but it reminds me of sort That's of the these uh, thing ever. of these kind of food offerings of these alien or like if you know you. The, what, what interests me about that story is that the, they took they had these drinks, you know, and it's yeah. like uh, that's something that you don't forget. That's weird, that strange. Awesome. I, I need to. Just say goodbye to all of you and go read that story yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I read it out of uh, Joshua Kutchen's <laughs> book, that, uh, Food uh, Offerings of Aliens. Fairies, I need to and borrow Sasquatch. that. It's a fucking good I one. I definitely think that, I mean, I'm from Louisiana, so I think that it is spooky in a lot of ways. But like something about it is very magical. Without a doubt. It, or magical or something. It's yeah. like uh, there's 
like my grandfather used to have stories about crazy stuff that would happen in New Orleans about like you know like it's just a, a weird place yeah. like what? a lot of different like did I tell this story that like he went like hunting for gold after the after oh World, I yeah. think yeah mentioned this but yeah 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 and then like he like oh a witch doctor was like oh well, I'll help you like summon up some spirits right. to, like tell us where they buried gold in the cemeteries but then like they saw like smoke coming out of the ground. They're like, goodbye. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, my whole life I've just whole- heard such like crazy stories about just weird stuff happening in New Orleans or surrounding areas. It's just a lot. You know what? It's a lot of wetness around there. Yeah. And, it's, and what is it? The um, Those low lying areas where like just something happens energetically. Well, I mean, yeah, you think about it like, if we've heard time and time again on the show and in these stories, then like Linda S. Godfrey says that these paranormal encounters, whether it's Bigfoot, Dogman, UFOs, ghosts, all seem to happen near bodies of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're in an area that is on the water, there's moisture in the air at all times. It's basically water everywhere. <laughs> it's just yeah. basically you're like in a bog. You know, that would make, that might actually track logically yeah. that they're, they're you know, the moisture in the air you don't even think about that yeah. sure and the pacific northwest too you think about how much it rains up there or like ireland and all, yeah. yeah like guys that's an interesting theory. we are on to something we've cracked the cave okay well, that's it speaking of ireland this next letter is from rowan <gasps> hey guys my name is rowan and my sister and i love your show keep up the good work thanks we will I wanted to write you wow. about a strange real. I wanted to write you about a strange. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Even next week, this might fall apart any minute. Ten minutes. We, yeah, we've, awesome. This this production is just running. It's yeah, held together by scotch tape and uh, chewing gum. <laughs> I wanted to write you about a strange experience my sister Sicily had on July 9th, two thousand sixteen. Trust me, it is worth the read. Okay. My eldest sister, Cicely, was 22 and living at home with myself and my younger sister, Jamie, while attending a college. Is it an embarrassing college? Yeah, <laughs> Just a, Listen, it was a college. Was a I don't want to get in. Let's not talk about it. At the time, we were living in Hillsboro, which is located in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. One of those towns on the edge of civilization where if you drive for two minutes down the highway, it's all fields or creepy, dense northwestern forests. Man, I mean, we just teed this letter right up. Mm-hmm. At about 11 p.m., Cicely turned off her bedroom light and climbed into bed. Almost as soon as she lay down, she saw something in between a blink that she will never forget. On the left side of the bed, she saw a medium-large, white hairless creature on all fours. It had no nose, two heads, two sets of large black eyes, and at least six grotesque inverted jointed legs similar to a spider. Yeah, that's not good. Oh. Cicely was gripped by fear and squeezed her eyes shut and pretended to be asleep. (laughs) She insists it was a malicious that was an accident. <laughs> I kind of dug it. I saw him like scrambling towards her and then getting a little dizzy, <laughs> trying to get his bearings. <laughs> this is my house. This is my house. <laughs> this is my house. I just, I just came from this bar that my dad used to go to in New Orleans. It's closed. And then, it was, and then it was there again. Now it's not there. Can I sleep here? Um, 
She insists it was a malicious presence and was convinced it was there to kill her. She decided against opening her eyes or fighting back because she decided it was better to enjoy her last moments of life (laughs) rather than scream out for her mother and alert the creature. (laughs) Trying to remain still and separate her mind from her body in anticipation of death. Oh my God, this poor baby. She was shaking enough to where it was hard to keep her eyes sealed. Wow. I heard That's fear. Guys, listen to this. I heard the rain coming down, and my cat was snoring quietly, undisturbed. Do cats snore? Yeah. They're fucking chill. (laughs) Uh, uh, And uh, uh, Rowan says, which I thought was unusual, but I could also hear the rustling of its backward legs on the shag carpet right next to my bed. (laughs) Horrible. Eventually, the sound stopped, and Cicely walked downstairs to the light of the kitchen. She said to our dad, who was in the kitchen, I think I'm going crazy. I just saw the strangest thing in my room. It was agreed on and dismissed as sleep paralysis. Now, here's the part that gives me chills every time it comes to my mind. Everyone in the house was already asleep, with the exception of our 16-year-old sister, Jamie, who was being walked home by her boyfriend, Jacob who lives a block or two away. The following day, Jamie got a call from Jacob. After dropping her off at home around 10, 11 p.m. the night before, he felt fear mixed with something watching him and turned around. Jacob says, I saw a pure white thing leaping like a really long stride go across the street towards her house. My initial thought was to run back to Jamie's house because I thought it was a large dog. But when I rounded the corner, I felt a great sense of dread. And what I really saw was a pale creature that looked as if it was running on all fours, but its joints were snapped backward. I sprinted back home as fast as I could. Like that Charlie Sheen movie, They Arrive, or whatever. The Arrival. The Arrival, love that one. Jamie swears that she made no mention of Cicely's experience to Jacob before this phone call. Cicely did not have a direct way to contact Jacob either. Seems like you could get get his number through. What year this happened? <laughs> mm. Don't say. I don't think it's 2016. That. Okay, they had phones. And this man, this boy was dating your sister. You could talk to her. I guess maybe. All right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. To this day, Cicely says she's never experienced anything that could even compare to the fear that she experienced that night. She believes this was not sleep paralysis because it affected the physical space around her by making noise on the carpet while she struggled to remain still. She continues to remind anyone who says (laughs) they like being scared that they wouldn't say that if they know, (laughs) if they knew what true fear was. Yeah. Thanks for reading, guys. Rowan. Wow. 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 That was... I believed her fear. Legit chills. That shit... First of all, everyone should get shag carpet installed in their bedrooms because it's a good ghost alarm. Yeah. Honestly, not worth it for the allergies. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I'd rather have a demon like, sneak up on me than wake up with sniffles every morning. Like Rowan, he would rather die. I would. Than I have just want to enjoy. Take just let me enjoy this. <laughs> like, I'm, oh. I'm just gonna fucking die. I'm gonna fucking enjoy this. Okay, I'm just gonna come off my bed. And I'm not doing this. I'm going to have fun. Oh, that's In the great. last moments where I'm fearing I'm gonna get killed by a two-headed spider monster. <laughs> 
I don't know what the fuck Yo, that... Steen, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yo, Steen. That's a spooky fucking story. That was, yeah, that was very scary. creepy. Although it seemed so cute. Like, I... Like I don't know, I was like two heads. I was really imagining Nova with Aww. without a nose, <laughs> just like a flat little face. Aww. That could be kind of cute. Yeah, as long as he was okay. Um, <laughs> I all just right, a nose. Bryce, what yeah. do you got in that uh, mystery mailbag there? Well, I got an email from Nikki here, and it says, "Hi guys, I have a couple freaky stories for you." I'm from a small town in Michigan. Nothing strange ever happens here, but my story has nothing to do with the town. When I was okay. 19... <laughs> felt like you left. Yeah. You brought it up. <laughs> you felt like... I mean, you didn't have to put it in there. I don't know if I can trust you now. <laughs> it's like we went to Michigan, but we didn't need to go there. Right, I have right. really long arms. <laughs> Spindly, not part of the story. Why then? Okay. <laughs> when I was 19, my father got a job in Kentucky for a bit and took my mom, brother, and me with him. We lived there for about a year, but still kept our home in Michigan. During that time, my parents' marriage got quite rocky, and since we were new, they didn't have people to talk to, so my dad came to me. Our relationship has always been really tight. He's forever my best friend. In October, my dad and brother headed back north for their annual salmon fishing trip, also my father's birthday, and stayed in our home of 20-plus years. The day before my dad's birthday, he let my brother go hang with his buds for the night while he hung out with his. That night... My father passed away unexpectedly <gasps> oh. in my childhood home. Oh, I'm so sorry. As you can imagine, this was the hardest sorry. thing. Sorry, As Michael's you eating know. a donut. You know what? Oh. Just save the commentary. Oh, oh God. Jeez. My face is stuffed full with donuts. It's really, God. Like a blueberry old-fashioned. <laughs> really sorry. Unbelievable. Uh, as you can imagine, this was the hardest thing I've ever experienced. As we were the closer of the two in our family, my heart was destroyed. My mom and I were still in Kentucky and had to head to Michigan to take Again, care of apologies. his body. We were there for a week. And while we were there, even though I was very depressed, I still felt comfortable. My mom and brother could not bear to stay at our home, but it didn't bother me. It was home. The last night in town, I had some friends over and we were hanging out in my old childhood room that was on the top floor and on the complete opposite side of the house than the door to get in the house. We were up there smoking that sweet herb. LOL. Yeah, that's right. Love that. That sweet, sweet Chiba. Outside my door was an old fire alarm that I swear had been dying for years. I got the house all wrapped up, and my friends were helping me get ready to hit the road. We went back up to my mom to my room, smoked once more, then headed to leave the house. Good call. I was in the lead. As I reached for the doorknob to exit the house, I felt a tingle. And as soon as I put my hand on the knob, the fire alarm went off and then slowly died. Beep, beep, beep. And then a deeper <laughs> beep. I got chills instantly and instantly weirded out. One of my friends went to reset it and told me there was not even any smoke around it. Weird, but okay. I said goodbye. I mean, you guys had just been smoking weed. Let's just re- remind everyone. That. <laughs> no smoke here, though, guys. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why this thing's bugging out yeah. being such a narc about it. Just in a room full of thick fucking fog. Dude. <laughs> this thing's being real shit. Fucking <laughs> I said goodbye and headed to Kentucky. I got to my apartment, carried everything in, got on some comfy clothes, then went to sit on my couch. And I swear to you, as soon as I sat down, all the fire alarms in my apartment went off. I wasn't scared or uncomfortable. 
I just smiled and knew it was my dad telling me it's okay. And then he's, he's like, happy. stop smoking yeah. so much weed. <laughs> Cope with this in a way where you feel the feelings. No one else in my family experienced anything. Now at age 27, I live in my childhood home with my husband, and I still get little signs from him, but nothing to rant and rave about. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. I'll send you more stories from my Kentucky experience eventually. Please do. I feel Ooh. bad that we're picking on this girl telling us a story about. That was I'm not Nikki. picking on anybody. Picking? I mean, uh, earlier when we're like, she's from Michigan. We're like, why did you say that? <laughs> like, give her a break. Her dad died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, she smoked passed. a lot of weed this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Just yeah. spitballing. Sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was your dad being like, do not smoke weed in my house. You young just lady. drove all the way from Kentucky, stoned out of your mind. <laughs> Knock it off. Maybe he was like, pass that shit, dog. Yeah, pass you know? that shit. Pass that shit, dog. <laughs> yeah, they were besties. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then she's like, holds the joint up to the fire alarm. Like, just let me try it. Dada. Dada. Hit it, Dada. Dada. All right, what you got in the mailbag there, right. Mars? Okay, this is from. Kirstie, she gave me yeah. the phonetic spelling. Great. Yes. Um, hey guys, I have always been sensitive to the paranormal, mostly ghosts. I have a few stories. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and for a while I lived in an old schoolhouse, now an apartment complex. Weird things would always happen. We would come home to our fridge doors being wide open. Mm. The toilet lid would be left open. Okay. Shower curtain would be open and other doors. Sounds like you live with a man. (laughs) (laughs) He said it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you woke up. You remembered you had to do this part, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay. We would always hear knocking or hammering coming from a locked door room. Uh, Anyway. One day, I was there by myself in bed, reading, and I hear a little girl laugh, followed by someone running in the front room. I left immediately and was never there by myself again. Please note, no children were living in this apartment complex. I have seen people standing on the side of the road when no one one else has, including seeing a woman standing on the side of the road where you turn into Ted Bundy's Utah home. I recently saw a man run into the road, and I screamed at my mom, my mom to stop before she hit him, but there was no one there. What? I have also captured a bombus, a bomb ass. Oh yeah, that makes more sense than bombus socks. <laughs> than the sock, those incredibly comfortable socks. Do they sponsor the show? Um, sorry, I have also captured a bomb ass picture of an old lady standing in a window of her home. Oh, I have that. She is dead and hates when people stand on her lawn. So my bad. Really? That's my personal experience thus far, but it's pretty crazy. Agreed. Let me wow. find that picture. I that got it right here. Bombus, <clears throat> the Bombus. That Bombus picture. Kiersey. That's pretty wild. That was pretty wild. Ted Bundy's hat. Was it Ted Bundy running through the middle of the road? Here you can pass that around. You'll see All in right. the pink in the corner. I mean, hard to tell if it's an old lady, but there definitely seems to be a figure in the corner of the window there wearing a pink, uh, hmm. bl- I don't know, blouse. Okay. I don't know. Robe. I don't know. What do you think, Marcy? Oh, I do see a pink thing. It's hard to tell if it's an old lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's an old lady. 
Get off my lawn, yes. please. Nasty kids. Bomba socks are the most comfortable socks you'll ever wear. <laughs> they have seamless technology and really hug your arches. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a voicemail from one of our listeners. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, this one, this next uh, uh, voicemail uh, that we got, it's actually a voice memo, I should say, at BigfootCollectors at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, record yourself and send a, send us in a story. It couldn't um, be easier. It really couldn't. If you mess up, you can even edit on your iPhone. A lot easier than our hotline was, because that shit did that didn't not work. work at all. I not tried that, too. It yet. cuts off after two minutes. Yeah, it's, we had a lot of angry people. Uh-huh. Um, so this is from James. James has written in before. You might remember from an early L Files episode where he wrote in about being in the middle of a lake on his boat and uh, seeing a UFO. But here, what? let's find out what James has to say. Hey, Bryce, Michael, and Riley Bray. It's Jimmy yeah, from the lake with the boat. <laughs> Not wanking. <laughs> awesome. Um, just wanted to share a story with you guys about an experience I had this past summer when I was visiting some friends in Michigan. They live in a rural area um, this better have something Detroit. to do with Michigan. And <laughs> they kind of help out an elderly couple and live on their property. So the story could be paranormal or it could be creepy for many other reasons. Um, we had spent the night hanging out, drinking, having a good time. I had met someone a friend of theirs who I had wanted to meet for a while. And we were... They bring their own boat? Is that a boat pun? Romance? My friends had gone to sleep. (laughs) Could have been. And my friend that I'd met had retired to the bedroom for the evening. Why are you so sleepy, babe? Uh, Around three in the morning, (laughs) I I got up to go to the bathroom and... Oh, I'm going to walk through. Walked in on the room. Shit. And I was in my underwear. Oh, I was just going to the restroom really quick. Oh, to, and I was walking down the hallway. And I encountered someone in the hallway, which I thought was my friend, Georgine. Uh, 
So I quickly was apologetic because I'm in their home and I felt uncomfortable for running into my friend in my underwear in the middle of the night trying to go to the restroom. And Jimmy, I you're hanging out in that really hallway. Don't lie to me. Said, I'm sorry. And I jerking ran in away. the hallway, jerking in a boat. Uh, back to the, the bedroom. And it was weird because the next morning, you know, we woke up and we're just like kind of chit chatting. And I had mentioned, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry about last night when I ran into you. Um, in the middle of the night, <laughs> I didn't mean to run into you, like, in my underwear. Like, I was just trying to go to the bathroom. I and swear. And she had no idea what I was talking about. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. And... Yeah, I was like, are you calling me a liar? I mean... You just got gaslit. It, That's how it I feels, I ran guys. into somebody in the hallway, a thin figure... Which just Beautiful. immediately yeah. made me turn around and exit the situation. Tender tits. For context, yeah. my friend Brent, her husband, is a large, burly man. Oh. In no way could it have been him. Um, so that just left me feeling like if it wasn't Georgine and if the person I was with was left in the bedroom who could it have possibly been um i did take i'm not acid. sure and it's something like i've thought about but like i haven't really discussed much with them because i don't want to make them fearful of their own home but well i think you did that <laughs> for them already a figure who was like who was that weird you know, man in his underwear walking around? Five foot seven, five foot six. Like a model height. Very thin. Truly, she's beautiful. And <laughs> be on the runway. I don't today. know. If it wasn't a ghost, I I Come just back, the baby. other thing in my mind would be like they live on the property of this elderly couple. You know, they don't lock Ooh, their cougar. doors. <laughs> um That would be almost worse. So maybe yeah. Yeah. Someone had walked into their house at night. I, I really don't know, you know, but like, but I know that I encountered someone in this hallway and I don't know what's scarier, someone being there in their home that's living or I ran into a ghost and I shyfully ran away in embarrassment. But I just want to share that story with you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll be going back there in a few months. <laughs> good for you. Make sense of it. Hell yeah. Pack more clothes. Really Face happened. your fears. Get some right. Cameras in the hallway. Thank man. you, Jimmy. Thanks Get for that story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of his stories is like sexy. I know, right? right? <laughs> Are we just horned up? <laughs> yeah, I think so. What? Who, I want to know what's going on in that house. I mean, they're swinging. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're yeah. just like standing in the hallway. And being those like, old Ooh. neighbors know Ooh. it. And one of those, that old man came in Can there and did it on the action. I'm going to answer his question, though. It's always scarier if a real person is in your home. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. 
Hundred percent. Always scarier. Um, maybe Georgine sleepwalks. Just yeah. that out there. Oh, oh. fucking Riley. Riley. Also, he said they were drinking. Maybe she was just blacked out. Yeah. Yes. I totally. know. Once this is like the one of like the worst. Like I, I've had a few people tell me that I sleepwalk, and I really ah. You shocked me. I really like. I find that very disturbing. That someone that that I because I almost I don't believe them. Like I I don't I cannot get it. I cannot wrap my mind around that I sleepwalk. And but this was like a night when I was blacked out drunk. That I like went to the bathroom in my apartment, and my roommate was like, "You were fully nude." And then you <laughs> saw me because I live with a bunch of guys. And I, I, they're like, "You saw me," and then you ran in your room, got a robe, and it was completely open, <laughs> and you just went to the bathroom. For modesty, that's awesome. <laughs> but I was like, I don't remember that, so I'll never know if it's really true. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I think maybe sleepwalking. Could be sleepwalking. Blackout sleepwalking. When you go there next time, set up a little camera in the hallway. Let's get to the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. yeah. You per- no, pervert, don't do that. Don't set up a camera yeah. in anyone else's hallway. <laughs> don't we don't know escalate the situation <laughs> that you've already started. We have learned through just history. Leave this one alone, Jimmy. Bathroom cameras <laughs> are not the way to solve oh, just outside, issues. Just outside no, I know what you're talking about. It's the underwear cam. Well, I just to, I'd like to see someone near need to pee (laughs) (laughs) all right this one uh, i think you'll like this title it's called whoa i think i need to be regressed yeah hey bcc clan my name is holly and i've been a huge fan of your podcast for almost a half a year now okay cool (laughs) congratulations on not uh giving up on us um in six months i appreciate that that's that's rad like when a lot of relationships end yeah it's true Mm -hmm. that's my all mine kicked the bucket around then so holly it's over um (laughs) i love listening to creepy paranormal content while i work and you guys do a great job of keeping it fresh and interesting no matter how many times i've heard some of the topics you're covering sometimes more than once here on this show she didn't say that that was me a slight note uh yeah exactly you guys have had such great chemistry and oh you guys have such great chemistry thank you you should see and, it in the room and, <laughs> and even it's when you're palpable. talking about some pretty sad stuff you keep the good vibes coming all right well thank you all right let's get to the bottom of this she says i have a lot of stories regarding the paranormal everything from multiple shadow figures to disembodied voices that seem to lead to omens of death Ooh. to full-on physical contact and both me and my friends witness together i've been trying to write it all up for you guys but your episode on that on the black eyed kids reminded me of something buck wild that I'd almost forgotten about. I believe in aliens and that there has definitely been activity on Earth from forces beyond our comprehension. But outside of the supernatural world, I really don't pay it that much mind, and the idea of abduction or contact gives me major goosebumps. That being said... When you guys discuss the process of summoning a UFO, I think I may have had an experience doing that by accident as a kid. Uh-oh. I have a lot of back issues, and it wasn't unusual for me to switch between my bed and the guest bed on a regular basis as a kid. Something about changing the mattress really helped me sleep better. And I loved the guest room. It's a really nice small space with a lofty ceiling and a big skylight. I feel like now she's like putting up an ad for like Craigslist. <laughs> I loved looking up at the stars and could see the moon peeking out from one of the corners of the windows. I let myself drift off to sleep. One night I was laying down in bed. I think it was a, I was around 13 or 14 years old. Just thinking about anything and letting my thoughts drift off. 
I this sounds right now like a meditation. Totally. Like the Everyone music just close your eyes and meditate along with this story. If you're driving, take a moment, close your eyes and visualize <laughs> where you're going. Wait, just, you're let, just let the UFO take the wheel. Right, it's fine. It's fine. Sorry, you're so right. <laughs> I remember imagining myself out of my body, just drifting through the sky, keeping in mind that this is just my imagination, not some out-of-body experience. Past my hometown, the state, and beyond, I just liked the idea of that kind of freedom. But as I was doing this, I remember feeling this abstract and profound feeling of understanding everything. Mm. I remember feeling as if I, as if everything made sense, and that there was nothing to worry about. I understood everything that I needed to. But then there was a high-pitched buzzing in my ears. Okay. I was dazed. I couldn't remember any of the thoughts that made everything in the world made sense. And I had no idea of how much time had passed. It was just gone. And I was left only with the feeling that I was grasping at something I'd never be able to hold on to. It was an extremely disorienting feeling, and I had a hard time falling asleep after that. Nothing strange happened directly after that day, but I think about it from time to time, and I wonder what the heck that could have been. Anyways, thanks for taking the time to look over my weird story, mm. and I can't wait to send some more of the spooky ones your way in the future. Keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Ollie. That is a classic out of body. Yeah, I mean, she said it wasn't. She was imagining <laughs> it, but it sounds like she got to almost yeah, like... it seems like she can astral project a bit. Yeah, it seems like she... It almost <clears throat> reminds me of like, you know, like... When you're tripping and you're like, oh, my God, I, I finally have the big I don't picture. Do drugs. I don't do drugs. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then, like, you lose it. You know what I mean? You lose that, like, wait, uh, I yeah. thought I had all the answers and now I don't yeah, have a... I'm it, about to really know something. Yeah, it sounds like she had, like, Flavors an enlightening... of uh, cosmic consciousness Yeah, there. she induced, like, her own enlightening, mm-hmm. trippy experience just by meditating. That's... Really cool. I not plugging, but our we had Brett and Scott Jones on an episode recently, and he talks about a lifetime. That was out a of great episode. Everyone go listen to that. Ooh. And he, one, he figures out. Here's how you. I don't want to spoil it, but I will. If you are trying to get back in your body, just lick your lips. Really? <laughs> Apparently, that's hmm. how he gets back in his body. Oh. Fantastic episode. Also, you were almost accosted by a taxi driver. Who looked like a member of ZZ Top? Yes, <laughs> I've had many run-ins with taxi drivers. It's not safe to be a woman, you guys. I'm sorry. No, not to bring the mood down, but wow, we get in strangers' cars constantly. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of messed up. Yeah. Um. Wow. Cool. Uh. Ooh. Do we have time for one more? I think there's sure. one more. Yeah, I got a longer one that we'll have to save for another. I, I episode. think the next guest is like hiding outside. Oh, really? Should we go? Uh, let him in. Let him in. Hey, come in. Come in. Come in. Or I saw a ghost. Maybe I saw a ghost. Saw He'd a, be very early. I was a ghost. Yeah, okay. I, I saw a ghost. Nova coming back. Okay. Should we check? I, I saw a ghost. Oh, the door's opening on its own. No. Oh, my God. I saw a ghost. Next guest. It opened up the, the door. I saw a ghost. Also, there was a moment when you, uh, Riley, were playing that I was like, is this a Madonna song? <laughs> <laughs> Which Madonna song? It's an song? influence. It was like, bum, bum. If I ran away. Oh, yeah, totally. I don't know that. I don't know. That's from, um, that's from, uh, is that Carlito's Way? What's, no, what is that? Um, It's the one with Sean Penn. Yes. God damn it. What is it? 
Tough man can tell a, a thousand, thousand lies. I've learned my lesson well. Hope to live to tell the secrets I have learned to then. They will burn inside of me. I love Madonna because she's, you know, not that great of a singer, so you can sing her music. It's true. Britney Spears, Madonna, Live to tell, they're and it's, all in your range, guys. Yeah. You cannot sing pink. You can't do it. Her arrangements are too complicated. I do love some Madonna and Britney Spears. God, I know so many people are yelling at me. At close range. I never would have remi- remembered that. Wait, what? Oh, no. Are you finding out about him locking her up to a radiator? <laughs> oh, God. You're did finding- Sean Penn do that? <laughs> yes, he chained her to a radiator. He and did? Her and beat her. What? Yeah, when they were married. How's that man allowed? Uh, they're still friends now. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe it was like a whole thing. No, it wasn't. Not he was arrested. Thing? Yeah, oh, okay. it was bad. Oh, geez. Yeah, but she forgave him. It was like, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Jeez, it's complicated. You I never don't... know what someone's relationship looks like to them. It's a, it, yeah, it's from a movie called At Close Range with Sean Penn, newest enemy of BCC, and Christopher Walken, our favorite actor of all time. Yeah, I oh love him. boy, wow, he's got a dark past. Walken, oh, he yeah, was he on was the boat with Natalie, Natalie Wood. He oh. was, don't worry, he was definitely blackout drunk. <laughs> well, There's no fine. way he knows anything about that. He was passed hook. out drunk because he was like, hey, why is this lady I'm having an affair with invite me with her husband on a boat? By the way, best Christopher Walken impression we've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time anyone's ever quoted him and not really done an impression. <laughs> and I find that very refreshing. Wait, did I, I, well, I worked on a movie, not like in a performance role. I was truly like a producer's assistant on a on a movie that he was in. Uh, and uh, Colin Farrell and Woody Harrelson and uh, Sam Rockwell. And one night we were drunk out in the desert. Well, we were, it was my birthday. It was my 30th birthday, not to age myself, but Woody Harrelson was buying the whole restaurant drinks for my birthday. And then they were drunk and like, well, not Colin Farrell because he doesn't drink anymore, but they were all calling Christopher Walken all night and doing impersonations of <laughs> oh, just leaving voicemails. <laughs> And it made him insane. He was did not like it. He didn't think it was funny. Uh, but I think they all got along very well. That's awesome. That sounds like the best birthday party. It ever. was for like being kind of weird and stiff of being like, "Hi, hey, real celebrities." And then weirdly, like they there was a radiator in the desert. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I got to- no. Let's not. I don't okay. want to get chained right, up. Fine. Somebody chain me. I quick. will say Woody Harrelson, nicest guy in the world. I've heard that. Love He's that dude. hot and nice. Carl Farrell, we... also very, very nice. Sam Rockwell, a little quiet, but, but you know. You know what? All, all mm. three of those things, None I, of them are bad. things I can inspire to be Chris, we're walking intimidating, fine, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, he would be. Yeah. He's scary, because he? you saw a murder. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. And also, that, that was just coincidentally, sorry, I'm just deep diving on my memories now. Oh, I love that. Is that it was the, when that movie started shooting the, Two weeks into it, that's when the Natalie Wood case was reopened. Whoa. Whoa. So it was like a little tense. Tense time around yeah. set. Because it was like, is he going to have to go Who testify? was the yeah, other was, actor? With, yeah, it was, was Wagner? No. Yeah, it was Robert yeah. It was her husband, yeah. yeah. Robert Wagner. He killed her. I always get right. him confused with Robert Blake, who of course played- Also killed yeah, someone. killed his <laughs> wife in the parking lot of yes. a restaurant. And he, he played- was like, I don't know how she got shot. Right. She went to the- 
car and people get shot. shot. Play the mysterious man in Lost Highway who is basically injured cold. Uh, super spooky. Oh. God, that dude is so scary in that movie. All right, well, let's let's do this final one. I, I this is this this has a little bit of suspense, but okay. it. I also love. Um, I was getting these stories, and I uh, Riley had written back to a few of these people. Um, oh, yeah. Just I'm, quietly I'm tr- trying to respond here. Yeah, I love there. that. Yeah, we no, try our good. best, but uh, so know. Riley's heard this one before, and actually, these are two emails combined from from this writer. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, uh, combined into one. So here we go. All right, here we go. So this is called "Dead Grandpa Visited My Baby in the NICU," which is uh, natal. In what what is NICU? Which yeah. stands natal for intensive care, yeah. intensive care unit. Yeah, yeah an intensive care unit. Yeah. I'm not sure how many ghost stories you guys enjoy reading, but thought maybe I would share my now favorite encounter. When my daughter was born, she was surprised she surprised everyone by being diagnosed with aortic stenosis. Instead of being sent home, we were transferred to the local children's hospital where she could have a procedure done to help her heart valves open up properly. As you can imagine, this was extremely stressful and quite a whirlwind for us. While we were getting settled into our room, Everyone kind of gravitated towards the back of the room, waited for the nurses to finish setting up all the monitors and IVs. My back was towards the bathroom door that was closed with no one inside. Suddenly, my mom starts tapping and shaking her watch, saying that it had stopped working. Right then, I had this warm feeling wash over me, and almost like an intrusive thought, my brain suddenly went, Oh, Grandpa's here. After being filled with anxiety and shock all morning, I became very calm and walked over to my daughter and was finally able to hold her. I don't know how, but I knew it was him, which makes perfect sense to me since our baby is his namesake. Later that night, while trying to fall asleep, I had the realization that not only was my grandpa still hanging around my baby, but that the watch my mother was wearing used to be his. I truly believe he came to us in a time of need to not only look after my daughter, but also to let me know that she was going to be okay. Well, that's my favorite ghost encounter in my life so far. I do have another odd encounter from that NICU stay. This one... NICU. NICU, sure. (laughs) I like that you're trying to say it like a word. NICU. 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 Uh, (laughs) This one is a little crazier than the first, but I know you guys are very open. So, my daughter needed a cardiac cath procedure done at eight days old. It's a very standard procedure for her condition, and the doctors explained it would take roughly 45 minutes uh, to maybe an hour to complete. That's so scary. The morning of the cath, her her surgical team comes up to the room to meet us and go over all the consents before whisking her away to the OR. They were even nice enough to call us every step of her journey before she was in the actual OR. Then 30 minutes goes by. Then 40 then we hit the 45 mark no phone call from the or i think to myself okay well they did say between 45 to 60 minutes so we just have to wait everyone starts to get a bit nervous but keeps quiet all of a sudden i hear a voice clearly go mom from beside me the only person next to me is my husband i asked him if he heard something but he said no then i hear it again mom i brush it off as maybe one of the other kids in the unit I get up to go get some air when I see her surgeon coming over to our room. Something had gone wrong. Our daughter had gone into cardiac arrest for about 30 to 45 seconds, but was okay. He told us that he had to inform us that CPR was performed and the extent of what happened. 
I pretty much blacked out at this point until I saw her again in the room recovering. While I looked at her, I thought to myself, I don't know why, but I just know that voice was her. I think maybe during her death, near-death experience, she reached out to us. I can't explain why, but I just know it was her voice. For the next few nights while she was on a ventilator, I had a dream where I was told that she is very strong and very stubborn because this time she gets to live her full life. We've also had some weird things happen since bringing her home, which I think is because she spent some extra time with her guardian angels that day. Anyway, that's the end of the paranormal weirdness that happened in the NICU. <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine, Just it, all the moms yeah. at home were like, that's not what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce. Thanks again for letting me tell my stories. <laughs> I got that was a great that, story. I, I love that one. So glad yeah. she's okay. Me, to right. me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a little Touching. choked up. You know, because in the NICU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's NICU. Uh, NICU. <laughs> I should know because my son was in the NICU. What really? Yeah, yeah he was. Oh wow. He was born prematurely. Yeah, he oh, had the oh. uh, uh, umbilical cord wrapped oh, around my his God. neck. Oh my, my brother God. Oh my God. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. It All the stuff scary. with kids okay. is so scary. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that I was like, when we were listening to the story, I'm like, that. this is the scariest story it we've heard so, today. Also, like, as soon as like, I was like, mom, I was like, I know exactly. That's the kid. That's the kid yeah, being like, hey, hey, cool. Hi, yeah. mom. Fucking <sighs> crazy, huh? Oof. I like to think about this time. She yeah. Gets full life. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, how many times? Right. Or, it sort of implies, you know, the stuff that we've thought about here that like our consciousness exists before we arrive in this reality and that, you know, that that mom voice, I mean, she didn't, ex- I- I'd like to be interesting. She did say it was maybe another kid. So maybe it sounded like a kid saying the word mom, but. Mm. Or just like even someone saying mom. Yeah. Too, that's like, what I'd be interested like if it was like an adult or, or, yeah, or if she was like. Mind, yeah. <laughs> Mommy. Yeah. Um, I really like to watch the show uh, I Survived. There's a version of it called F- From Beyond, and it's about near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. So it's people who have died, and they come back, and they tell their story oh, yeah. of what stuff. it was like when they were dead, because they remember. Yeah. So they'll be like, I was in a place. There was like, yep. my, my uncle was there. Like, or and some people are like, it was hot. It was really scary. <gasps> like, yeah. the, it is like, it runs the gamut of like all types of experiences, but so many of them are very similar. Wow. And I've been going down that rabbit really hole. Really crazy. Near death experiences. They are wild and they're definitely yeah. alluded to something of a greater mystery beyond this life, without a doubt. And doctors will explain it away as that, like, you know, your body's going oh, into yeah, shock, and so firings, you have, yeah. you know, hallucinations. But it is crazy what people... Like, no one ever hallucinates that they're, like, oh, uh, I don't know, like, at work, and they forgot their, you know, their briefs at home. Both Ooh. pants, briefs, <laughs> and their legal briefs. God. That's, that's just the reality that I live in every day. <laughs> you are not. I see your penis. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Marcy, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the show. Oh, we do have now our, our next guest. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Don't you fucking talk, though. Mar- Marcy. <laughs> you guys have to wait a full week to find yeah, out who this is. next week's idiot guest. It's is. a surprise. <laughs> uh, Marcy. Uh, wait, real quick, before we get off the air, if you don't mind t- the air, whatever the hell this is, yeah. is what's the... Um, you were posting on Instagram this weekend. What's the paranormal show that you're oh, currently obsessed God, with? Dead Please. Files. 
What is Dead Files? It is. You were cracking okay, me up. It is such a fun show. It is insane. You can go watch it on Hulu, or I guess it's on like the what is it, the Travel ID, whatever channel it is. And it is this woman, Amy Allen, and I forget the detective's name because he is not as interesting. He's just a, okay. So it's a a medium and a detective go investigate a haunted location. We're like, there's someone living there and they're having issues. So she goes in by herself. They don't speak until the end, I guess. Um, (laughs) She goes in and she, like, her ex-husband, because she definitely cheated on him with the show's director. I went on a deep dive. (laughs) Um, So her ex-husband is her, like, personal like a camera person but there's another camera person there so he like covers everything up so she doesn't know anything about the location but i mean it's like if it's a church you figure it out you know so she's like she has the most expressive face and is like i don't like her here like she makes crazy noises and then her counterpart is this uh ex new york city detective (laughs) named steve and he uh, does the investigation with the people and then town historians (laughs) and then they come together at the end and there's always a sketch in every episode that's part of the like the setup and all the sketches of like what like a comedy sketch no there's like a like a sketch artist like okay who's on first is it me right let's do that one um we'll take some suggestions always yeah always a sketch artist and she goes yes that is what i saw and then they cut to the people like her revealing it and the people always go <gasps> and then they go to commercial and they come back and they show you the most like childlike drawing of like one was like zombie rats they were like it's always the funniest that's and what i saw and people were, like oh god it's horrible like really because it looks so cute and it's always so- and then steve was like oh god what do you gotta do amy and she's like you gotta burn the house down. she literally will tell she will tell i will say like 50 percent of the people she'll tell they have to move there's nothing they can do and then the other half she's like okay you need this is if bryce had a paranormal investigation well then steve is just like oh boy it sounds bad and amy's like you gotta get out of here they're trying to kill you yes he could kill he sticks his fingers in your throat like that's always it or she'll be like okay you, what you need to do is you need three sh- three shamans, one who uh, who is white, one who is like she give them the most specific thing. She's right. like, and then three days later, you need a uh, a witch, and then two <laughs> days after that, you, like you're and like then what? you burn it down. Yeah, it's never like it's always like very hopeless and bleak. Unbelievable. And it's a great show because she makes. It. I also follow her on Instagram. She's I'll be a, checking it out. A cuckoo, and Steve, the New York City detective, is always like boy. Amy it's uh it sounds crazy we didn't talk about this before right amy wow. <laughs> it's great These so fucking ghosts dead files they're crazy ah uh, amazing wow. i gotta watch that show you're love you're gonna love it <sighs> this is great well thanks awesome. again for being on the show thanks thank you to all our me. listeners thank yeah. you if you have a spooky story paranormal experience something you want to uh share with us write into bigfoot collectors club at gmail.com yes record a voice memo let's get some more of those also bryce yes we know i'm holding my have- finger up because i am i want to say thank you for the uh bigfoot encounter stories you've sent me so far um, I have read them all, and I need a few more. So please, if you have seen Bigfoot, if you've had an encounter experience, I need to hear about it. So please email me under uh, Bryce's Bigfoot Sightings at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. So Bryce, this is coming out May 8th. Yes. Can you 
tell us what the top secret project is yet? When I can we say, know? In a couple weeks, I'll be able to tell okay, you. So I'm excited to tell you all you guys what I'm know, working on. I know what it is, and I'm not. If you message me, <laughs> if, you, if you show me that you've rated a funny feeling with Stop with it. four stars, go for five. I just need four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely check out a funny feeling podcast as well. Uh, thank you to our producer and engineer, music uh, impresario Riley Bray. I'm Michael McMillan. Until next week, go get regressed. Do it. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.